And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the psychological thriller villains, take a look ahead at some of our favorite 2024 films, and take an inside look at Amazon Prime's Jim V. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome into another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. Jade, there has been a lot going on this week. Yeah. Been traveling a lot, <laughs> going all over the place, but uh, did have time to, one, watch our movie. Mm-hmm. Watch a few things here or there. Yeah. Jade, I was on a plane recently. Yeah. Instead of watching something new, mainly because of the fact that <laughs> I only had, like, hour-long flights. Oh, yeah. And didn't have enough time to actually watch something new. Yeah. Started re-watching Spy- oh, crap, I'm going to get this wrong. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Nope. Across. Across oh, the Spider-Verse. It's the latest What's one, the right? second one? Across. Across yep. the Spider-Verse. Better. Like, there are a few movies that you re-watch and you're like, this is better than I remember it. Mm-hmm. There were things that I picked up in this rewatch that I didn't remember from the first time. And I was like, holy shit, this makes it, this this elevates the movie to another level that I didn't think it had. 100%. I recently, as you know, uh, got Paramount Plus and... Damn it, I'm going to need to get Paramount know, Plus. I'm going to need to get it. Yeah. Guess what's on it? Okay. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Of course it is, because it's They have everything. Yeah. I know. So I also did a rewatch, and it just cemented for me, like, number one, I have to buy the DVDs of both films, um, because as because, we know- Because they'll change that shit. Exactly. They will change that we shit. We know that if you purchase it digitally, you don't really own it, because you're purchasing space on their server, and that is it, and they can change that at any fucking time. And if you ever decide to cancel it. What happens to your shit that you purchased? Exactly. You don't own it anymore. So DVDs, guys, are still here. Um, But guess what I also did a little rewatch of? Oh. Scream 5 and Scream 6. And? Still good. (laughs) Still good. Dude, you know, I watched it. Jenna Ortega. It's great. Yeah. I was like, these are still fun movies. Like, I know it's, like, hard to be, like, you're rebooting the franchise. And I, obviously, we have so much love for the original here on the pod. But, uh... The new ones hold still hold up for me. And yeah. I'm excited for the seventh film. Whatever, because fuck it. There is there are two categories of sequel, prequel, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Two categories. One is cash grab, just need to make more because people recognize the name and they're gonna fucking come see it anyway. Looking at you, Halloween. Uh, and as we're gonna talk about soon, Kung Fu Kung Kung <laughs> damn it. Kung Fu Panda 4, don't give a fuck no about one's that asking movie. For that. But like you know, if you're going to do the cash grab, at least make it interesting for the fans of the franchise. And that's exactly. what Scream is doing. Yep. It's the same thing that the Fast and Furious folks are doing. Ugh. You know, we they know. know they are. We, Jade, I don't have to watch any of those movies from five to ten yes. to know exactly what each one of them no, is. It's I about know what it's going to be. Cars and it's about family. Family. It's a family. And if I don't hear Vin Diesel say family four times in the movie, it's not a it's not fuck. Worth it. It's not worth it. It's not a real movie. Yeah. It's not what I want. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know what I want and I get it every Those single time. Those are the time. franchises that I'm like, I know. You can I'm make 35 movies. Yeah. And I'm still going to watch Vin it. Vin Diesel could be in a wheelchair and I wouldn't uh, fucking care. You He's know what? 85 year old man. The wheelchair? Yeah. Be flying across space. I- 
With a little engine on it. He'd be interdimensional fucking time traveling. Like, I don't give a... Michelle Rodriguez would be right next to him in her fucking little scooter. She will like, be riding uh, literally on his lap yeah. in the wheelchair. <laughs> as we know. I would, I'd still watch it. Exactly. I'd still watch Same. it. Same. Yep. I'd, yep. Well, Jade, I thought we'd do this week. Since we got so into lists last week. Mm. Getting towards the end of the year. Looking forward to next year. So many mm-hmm. projects have been pushed off because... The writer's strike yes. was happening, which just ended. And the SAG after strike, which is the actors, still mm-hmm. ongoing at this time. We do support the actors, so we're yes, not saying we that it's a bad thing. But we know that some of these projects are getting pushed. But we know some of them, hopefully, at least fingers crossed, are coming out next year. Started looking ahead at what we're most excited for next year. I'm going to skip over Kung Fu Panda 4 because I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> One that I am interested because I've been waiting now for two fucking years for it to come out to see how Zendaya actually fucking <gasps> acted in this movie. We're allegedly mm. getting Dune Part 2 in 2024. March 2024. We're going to see wow. Tim- Timothee, Timothee and Zendaya and fucking Josh Brolin. I'm, I just want to know what happens. I'm not saying I'm like Thrilled, but I'm excited. Yes. I will go see this in you theaters. I feel like the first one, which we talked about in our review, that this entire that entire film was just a setup for what I think is going to be finally the payoff, Dune Part Two, where all the action is going to happen. Hopefully, everything everything like, we've been waiting for. Although you know, what I want to miss Chucky Kentucky. I know that's not his real name. <sighs> I know it. I can't actually. You know what? It was sad. I don't even remember what. It is, it is something Jason, Kentucky, right? It's like Jason Momoa's character, but it like rhymes and it's something like a U.S. state. But it, there was a TikTok someone made and they called him Chucky Kentucky. Then it's not his name. It's not, I'm trying to remember what it is, but it's literally something like that. It's like it's like Paul, Pennsylvania or some bullshit yeah. like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yes. Um, but anyways, I am a little sad he's not going to be in it. I do love like the names though in, in some of Dune because like someone oh, was also man. making fun of that and probably a similar TikTok. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you have like, you know, the Atreides fucking, yes. you know, family from planet, you know, fucking. I think it was a very like Grecian Athuma, Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, and the savior is Paul. Paul. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Paul. Paul. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the savior of the whole universe. In Tekken, like everyone in Tekken had all these like really cool names. And there's also a, a player in Tekken called Paul. And he's like silver hair. And I'm like, what's what, going on? What's go- is, this, like, the, is this the creator of the game? Is his name Paul? What's what's happening? Uh, also coming out the same month, allegedly, as Dune Part 2, Jade. Hmm. How do we feel about, I'm just going to say what it is, Rachel Ziegler's Snow White. Because that's what it is right now because of all the drama. I, so putting past my hate for Rachel Ziegler aside. Which is immense. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that Gal Gadot is like hit or miss for me. I just, Disney has not historically done a very good job of doing these live action remakes. I feel like it's very hit or miss. And that's not to say all of them are necessarily bad. Like I enjoyed Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, but it did not like to me, what I thought they did so brilliantly was like Maleficent, Cruella. I love seeing the villain's point of view. And you know what? It it almost seems like they hate those movies. Yeah, they do. Because like I, I to this day, like people will ask me about Emma Stone, and I feel mm-hmm. like everyone focuses on movies like La La Land, and they're like, because uh, she won an Oscar for that, right? Or yeah. she got nominated? She, no, she she won an Oscar. She won, for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which 
She's a talented actress. Do I think that's what she should have won for? Absolutely not. She should have won for Cruella. She should have won for Cruella. is one of the best acting oh. that I've ever seen A, her do. Yes. And B, I think in recent years, that's the best acting that I've seen in a Disney film. That movie was... Didn't it win the Oscar for costume design as well? I think it did. Yeah. It got nominated, it got but nominated. it didn't win anything else, which I was surprised at. It blew my mind because I was like, that was actually a really fun really interesting interpretation of this character and of the story. And I but was like, we've done 101 Dalmatians before. 100%. We've done a live action with Glenn Close. Yes. Brilliant, by the way. And well, I because lo- Glenn Close is brilliant. Oh, gosh. She really is. I'm sorry. The line when Anita Darling tells her that she's pregnant and <gasps> she basically was like, oh, well, like what a waste of a woman. Did you whatever. see this on TikTok? Yeah, she's, like, yeah. She's, yeah. Like, she's like, more women have been lost to marriage than war, disease, and famine. <laughs> and I was like, God, yes. And what is the first reaction? She's like, Oh. 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 Like, she, <laughs> like. <laughs> and basically she's just like, oh, my condolences. You're like, I'm sorry. And it's so fucking funny. And, like, that's the thing. And I'm like, and that's what we saw with Maleficent. What was so great about, I'm sorry, but Sleeping Beauty, the story, boring as fuck. The original cartoon is a beautiful yes. Um, is it one of the biggest let's face stories? It, it's creepy. It's a creepy story. Yeah, it's just not that fun. Aurora's not a great character. No. But, like, Maleficent was. A man's kisses a woman while she's sleeping she yeah she pricked her finger on a thim- on a yeah. spinning wheel and then was asleep forever until a prince basically cut through some thorns to like kiss and a her. dragon and to, yeah yeah but like maleficent was such a beautiful reinterpretation and i feel like and i think that's where disney should be refocusing its efforts yes. like because oh sorry to bring it back to snow white yeah like hello once upon a time oh. television series Reg- was that disney though it was ABC, so Disney it was, in a way, in a way it was Disney. Which is why they were able to use Disney characters. Yes. Um, but that, so the main primary villain was Regina. She was Snow White's evil queen. Once upon a time, lost the plot towards they the did, end. Oh my God, it was I'm bad. But I'm telling you, though, like... Regina is one of the best characters on that entire show. Her version of the evil queen was so yeah. good. And to me, I was like, that's a story I want to see. If you did Snow White and you showed me her story, which, by the way, they did, they've done similar. There was Snow White and the Huntsman, I think, did a really great job of that. Sure. Um, mirror, mirror. But this fucking Snow White live action, I don't need it. We know we know it's not going to be good. We know. We know. And like, I feel like what's going to happen is it's going to come out and it's not going to make the money anticipated and it's going to be the story of, why don't people want to go see? Yeah. Be, it's not because of the actors. It's not because of the controversy. It's because nope. it's not... Good. It's not good. No one it's wants same, it. Listen, I love how they tried to reinterpret The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. for a new audience. I love that they ma- they made, you know, they had a black woman play Ariel. I loved all of that. I still haven't seen it. I've seen clips. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a good movie. Like, like I'm sorry. It's, it's yes. from what I've seen. Does and Holly Bailey give an amazing performance? Absolutely. Yes. Is the rest of the film. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I, I have. I there are a few people I rely on for like and respect for their reviews. Yep. And not one of them has come back and been like five stars. This is amazing. Like at best, they're like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, mm. even parents that I know that have brought their kids, obviously, to go watch it, were kind of like, well, it was fun. And that's Disney's fault because yes. all these movies are not going back to the days of their animation roots yep. where this stuff was groundbreaking, innovative, new to audiences. They are just cash grabbing old shit. pushing the envelope shit. on the stories. You know what I mean? Like 100%. they weren't as fearful, I feel like, back then. And now I feel like they're so scared 
to make one little wrong move. I mean, think about Snow White. Like, Snow White was the first animated feature-length film. No one had ever done it. They spent bazillions of dollars. They invented new technology to create Snow White, the original animated film. And just think about things like The Lion King. They hired fucking Elton John to do the goddamn soundtrack. Phil Collins, Tarzan? Phil Collins to do... these weren't nobodies. That would be that would be the equivalent of mm. today. If you let's say we fast forward ten years, that would be like Disney bringing in Taylor Swift to do a fucking well, soundtrack. They did do Beyonce for Lion King. <laughs> yeah, but that's like it's just. But it are, wasn't the same. The it, song's already created. It's just yeah. her interpretation of the song. Exactly. Yeah. I want, if I want got Beyonce, I want a version of Single Women. But Don't like for the Lion King, like when they got Shakira to do Zootopia. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Love that song, by the way. God. Um, okay. Well, what are you excited for, Jane? In this um, list? Well, speaking of Zendaya, um, back in Dune 2, her new film, Challengers, that's coming out. I am so stoked for... I'm so excited you're talking about this, yes, Jane. Yes, because yeah. like, this is like... This is mature Zendaya. Yes, I'm excited for this. This is what I've been waiting for her to do. I have. This is her ticket to the Oscars. Thank you. I if mean, she has one. I will say I've been critical of her in the past, but not because I don't think she's a good actress, but because I don't think she's been given the role yet to really shine. And when I say that, like, she's typically been, I mean, you think about it, like, yes, Euphoria, she's like the kind of the lead character, but most of those stories focus around a lot of the other women in the cast as well, which is nice. And then, But we also know that the director there's kind of a same love as it's a creep. sexist piece of shit. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you think about Spider-Man, she's MJ, she's a love interest. Yep. Um, you know, and you think about in Dune, like we haven't really seen her her role in that, but obviously Tim- Timothée is Timothée. Uh, the, the lead in that. So here, she's the lead. She's a powerful woman. She is, like, she owns her sexuality. Yes. And, like, I think this is going to be the first time a lot of people are going to see her kind of in this light. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just excited. I think this is the first time she's played this kind of a role on the big screen. Yes. Because, yes, yes she has euphoria. But I feel like her movie careers and her TV careers have mm-hmm. been very separate. Because when you yes. look at her TV or movie careers, it's been like people would recognize her from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. People would recognize her from – I'm trying to think of what else she's really been in that's been on the big screen. But I feel like her film roles she have been tamer. Do- what was that film? I think it was like a black and white film and it was like a love story, but she was very young. But think about it. Like people like our family members have not seen a movie like God, that. No, no one has seen that, you know? Not at all. So, I mean, I think this is a good crossover movie from her to really, oh, I think. Malcolm up- and Marie. I haven't even seen that, so I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Where is that movie? Is that streaming somewhere, or is no. it just like an indie flick that came out a couple of years ago? No, it was on Netflix. Okay. It came out in 2021. It was with her and John David Washington. I'll have to check this out now. And, of course, guess who the writer and director is? Euphoria? St. Levinson. Of course. Dude, that guy... Mm-hmm. He... I don't know. I, I never have a good feeling when I hear about that guy. Yeah. Like... He is going to be a guy that's going to, like, get blacklisted at some point because he's going to fuck the wrong person or, like, do some creepy... I He seems like the creepiest fucking person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's next for you? I know there's another one There are up. two, okay. but I'm going to take this one. Mm-hmm. Furiosa. Oof, yes. George Miller is directing, so we know we're in a good space. Mm-hmm. Instead of Charisse Theron, or Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charisse Theron. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy is going to play a younger Furiosa in a prequel movie to Mad Max Fury Road. I never wanted this more. I I still don't understand people who watch Mad Max Fury Road and tell me they didn't enjoy it. Josh, they're misogynists. That's why. 
Maybe, but also I just don't think people understand good movies. I was like, look, there are several versions of a good movie, right? Like, and and sure, I can I can take into account that personal taste has a lot to do with yeah, your favorite movies. But I'm like, I have never been like, there are few movies that truly just entertain me from beginning to end. Oh yeah, and Mad Max Fury Road what? from beginning to end. That movie crazy? is a adrenaline ride. I've- always loved the Mad Max franchise. Of like course. when I was a kid, because my dad loved it, he watched it. You know, he's a Mel Gibson fan at the time. I will watch this over Thunderdome but, any fucking like you know what I mean? Like, but like it was interesting after watching Mad Max Fury Road, I was like, you know, I haven't watched the originals in a really long time. Went back and watched them. I mean they're still good. This but is better. Thank you. It's better. Comparatively, this was like Fury Road was uh, just a better story. It was more visually interesting. There was just better character, like written. Characters. And here's my take on that. I don't think that, comparatively speaking, mm-hmm. Fury Road is better than the Mad Max series. But what I think happened is mm-hmm. Mad Max is great for its time. Yes, Mad Max it's was very great. Much Thunder like of its time. that series was great for its time. And you know what they did when they rebooted? Mm-hmm. They made a better movie for the current yes. period. Yeah. And that Agreed. is and that's what a good franchise does. Yes. Like they don't just live on what was great. Yeah. You can't 80, just keep you know, recycling 20 the years ago. Yeah, yeah, you can't make that same movie. You go, mm-hmm. here are the characters, I understand it, this but I'm going to update this yeah. for the audience of today. Agreed. And and it's that's and why this movie's a, better. Like it's such a great character and the 100%. fact that we get to explore her origin stories and it's Anya Taylor-Joy. I'm so excited. Uh, now, if we could just get a, a Waterworld, another Waterworld movie. <laughs> You're one of those people. Oh, my God. Jade, I had no idea. Stop. Wow. I love that movie. Wow. Kevin Costner, Justice. Maybe. Justice. Just, I don't... I will say, I don't understand the hate for that movie that some people have. Everyone thinks this is about him drinking his own pee. Sorry, I mean, that's but a he, quote but, from, he, but he does. That's a quote from Jinby. <laughs> it is. I did. I just watched that episode, and I laughed so hard when I heard that. But it's true. Like... It, it's not the movie, and I think people just think because it's like a major flop, which I don't really understand why it gets that rep either. It's a because flop. it really wasn't a flop, but like I never would have known that movie was a flop if you didn't tell me. No, but, I mean, but it doesn't. But it really didn't lose as much money as people say. Like no. it did, but it. Well, I don't know. It speaking of sequels, um, Deadpool three. Jade, oh, hello, Sean, Sean Levy is <sighs> fucking directing. Dude, love that guy. He can do no wrong. The or first, Levy. It's Levy, isn't it? Is it Levy? Or is it Levy? I think it's like Levy. Like Dan Levy? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we'll Eugene go with Levy. That. We'll go with that, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, hello. Like, Ryan Reynolds, this is his, like, passion project. You know what I mean? Like, he has taken the helm of this, yeah. and... He loves this maybe more than Wrexham. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, this is literally... Well, you know what's really interesting is I was, like, reading up on this recently, and literally the only reason he ever did... That shitty version of Deadpool and Wolverine Origins is basically because he was told that if he did not do that film and he played that version of Deadpool, Wade Wilson, he would not ever get to play that character again in another franchise. And so Ryan Reynolds was like, I would rather take the risk now, do it the wrong way, and then potentially correct in the future than like ever close the door on it. And I'm so glad he did that because holy fucking shit. And also... We get Hugh Jackman in, in Deadpool 3. <gasps> yes, which, by the way, Hugh Jackman retired from the characters that he would never do it again, but because him and Ryan Reynolds are besties, yes. he's going to reprise the role. Do you remember that rumor when everyone said it was going to be Daniel Radcliffe? 
No, fuck that. Can that, you imagine? That would be the worst. That would be someone the asked him. Recently, they would have had to spoof it because you know, like Daniel Radcliffe is like um, kind of doing his like Broadway tour, press yeah. tour, and he was asked that recently, and he was like, "I don't know where that came from." He's like, "I'm flattered. <laughs> Anyone could ever think I, I could be take- Wolverine." Yeah, Hugh Jackman's place and play Wolverine. He's like, I'm glad that you, you know. That had to have been a spoof. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Reynolds started that rumor. Just because, yeah. Well, you think, too, because you think, you know, Wolverine in the comics, in the series, he's supposed to be really, really short. And Daniel Radcliffe is a short king, as we all know. With a beautiful hairy chest. And I think they were like, yeah, he could do it. But I'm like, love him. I don't think he would be bad. No. It's just not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. No, no. Uh, and I think one of the last ones for me is, uh, I mean, there's a lot that I want to see, but Ugh, yeah, Ballerina is mm. one that I'm interested in. And Ballerina, for those who don't know, is one of the first spinoff movies that we're getting from the John Wick universe. Yes. So this is going to focus on, of course... The is going to be Ana de Armas, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I feel like is how you have to say Ana, yeah, Ana, Ana de Armas. Yeah. Uh, she plays one of the female assassins trained by Ruska Roma, which we saw yes. in four. She was, I think, very prominently displayed when she's there training her ballerinas, mm-hmm. who are all apparently, or some of them, trained as assassins. So we are going to focus specifically on Ana de Armas' character. And I'm interested because I feel like this is a chance for them to apologize for what they put us Ugh. through in Chapter 4, which well, is we, the only time I've been disappointed in the John McDonough Well, we universe. already have the TV series, The Continental. That's with true. With Reddick. Um, and then they're already talking about doing a spinoff with the character um, from John Wick 4, the soldier, with oh, the dog. I can be interested in that. Yeah, I think they're going to try to maybe continue the franchise with him as the lead, which I honestly I wouldn't mind. I don't mind because we're not replacing John Wick. It's just following... Another assassin in the same yeah. universe, but I'm down. I, I, I mean, as we all know, I do love a female assassin. That's like my bread and butter. Um, so it's solid. Yeah, yeah. and I, I do love Anna de Armas. I know people hate on her sometimes, but I think when she has a good writing and good direction, she's amazing. She's really, really good. hundred yeah. percent. I think I'll just cap mine off with uh, Joker, fully a dude. <sighs> With Joaquin Lady Phoenix Gaga. is coming back, right? Yes, Joaquin Phoenix yes. and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn. Oh, God. The press photos I have seen from this are incredible. I mean, I... I so, look. I liked Joker. Yes. I can't say I was, like, obsessed as some of the fanboys out there. Well, it's because some people are really mentally ill. <laughs> I'm mentally ill, but yeah. I'm not that mentally ill. Yes. Um, but this, to me, is just a, I think, kind of a beautiful love letter to the original creators of these characters and kind of the potential of where they could be, where they could go. And um, I just really, really hope we see another wonderful version of Harley Quinn, one that gives her justice because... Yeah. Um, I, I, we saw a little bit of redemption with Birds of Prey and with the new Suicide Squad that was created, but poor Margot Robbie's version in the original Suicide Squad film. Well, that's because that whole movie just sucked. sucked anyway. But yeah, so I, I'm just I like I like uh, Margot Robbie's like Suicide Squad, Love like her. or Is Harley Quinn. Quinn. I think she's great, yes. and I think I don't think Lady Gaga sometimes gets enough credit for her acting chops. No, she doesn't. I remember I she's great. She's great. Like if. You watch no other episodes of American Horror Story. Oh, watch Hotel. 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 She is 
Brilliant. Amazing. Yes. Like, she makes that whole thing worth watching. Like, she's a huge character in that. Even- and, like... Hasaguchi sucks. Her amazing. Yes, like I haven't even I haven't watched *The Star Is Born* because I just don't give a fuck about that movie. But I imagine she's good. Same. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Movie review. First look. Okay, should we then uh, dive into our movie this week, which is *Villains*? Yes. It came out. Uh, it's a little bit of a throwback. Came out in I believe 2019 is the year that it came out. It's streaming now on Amazon Prime and mm-hmm. Hulu as yes. well. Well, it's on. I should say is on Amazon Prime with ads if you want to watch it for on freebie. <laughs> also on Hulu with ads if you don't have the uh, subscription or ad free like uh, yes. me. But. It is uh, starring uh, actually an actress from It Follows, who's yeah. one of my favorites, Mika Makita, Monroe. Mika Monroe. Is it? Ma- I thought it was Makita. Mika. It's Mika. Yeah, she actually is kind of a horror actress in her own right. Like yeah. she's in a lot of. She's his, in like, the guest. She was in Honey Boy. Yeah, she's in um, Tao Watcher. Um, yeah, she does a lot of horror films, and I think she always does a great job in everything she does. And then we also get Bill Skarsgård, Jeffrey Donovan, and Kira Sedgwick in this yes. as well, who are all fantastic. Jade, what are your first thoughts on this film? So this is actually my second watching oh. of Villains. Yeah, um, and you know I love this kind of style of like horror thriller where it's kind of campy. But at the same time, like, it's still solid in terms of, like, it's suspenseful, a little bit of gore, um, kind of, you know, keeps you on, on your toes a little bit. You don't really know where the story is going to go. And I just love that blend, you know? I love these kind of movies because I'm very picky. And I and I, and I I feel like I go back and forth for different reasons on movies. But mm-hmm. movies like this, I call them middle movies almost. Or, like, you know, like, you don't get a lot of backstory. You get yes. just enough. On the few characters mm-hmm. that you have, you're dropped into a single moment in time. Yep. And you aren't left with all of the answers. Yes. You're left to draw your own conclusions. You get closure in a couple of storylines, mm-hmm. but you're left with just enough to make you wondering. And this movie gives it to you in 90 minutes specifically. Oh, and it just... I was going to say that. Keeps you entertained for the time. You, yeah. You can guess at what's happening. You might guess the ending. Mm-hmm. But there are enough twists and turns where you go, holy fuck. You're like, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I was wrong. wrong and I didn't expect that to happen. Yep. You know, and... Yeah. And this is like, this is a tight 90 film that utilizes every second well. There's not a point where I feel like no. it lulls. There's not a point where, like, where it's dragging. I feel like they shot a two-hour movie and they went, you know what? Nope. Nope. And they cut, cut, and went, Same. this is the movie. This, is, this it, is the movie. And that's what I think helps it so much. Is like, And you're right. It's We don't need a whole story about... Uh, you know, their relationship, why they're robbing people, what they're doing. We don't need any of that. You don't need it because you understand it. Yes. They give you, you enough it. of the tools, enough of the information where you go, yep. I understand this relationship. I mm-hmm. understand who they are and I understand their motivation. And you can almost anticipate what mm-hmm. they're doing, but you're not quite sure. Exactly. The whole time. It's, yeah. I don't want to give away more than that because yeah. I'm really excited to give our review. Uh, so our movie this week is Villains. We're going to take a quick break, come back and give our full review. It's streaming now on Hulu. And now, our feature presentation. This is a hell of a predicament we find ourselves in. 
I used to be a salesman. I could read people. Now, I'd like to take a stab at selling you. Judging by the broke down car and the sorry state of my front door, I'd say both of you are on the lamb. Everybody get down! Next up, How'd I do? Our movie this week is Villains, circa 2009. You can watch it on both Amazon Prime and Hulu. But Jade, for those who maybe have missed this movie and don't really know what it's about, what is this movie about? Um, it says, after a pair of amateur criminals break into a suburban home, they stumble upon a dark secret that two sadistic homeowners will do anything to keep from getting out. Solid. This movie is written and directed by Dan Burke and yeah. Robert Olson, who really don't have that many credits to their name. Probably things that you would recognize. I saw a couple of shorts, a couple of indie flicks in there, yeah. but nothing that was jumped off the page. But I think this is a good debut for them. Apparently, they have another movie coming up with uh, Mika Monroe. Or I'm sorry, not coming up. I believe that they had a movie come out last year called Significant Other yes. that also starred uh, Mika Monroe. It also seems like a little bit of a thriller slash scary thing. It's about a young couple who does remote backpacking through the Pacific Northwest. Oh, that stars Jake Lacey as well. Okay. So it seems like kind of in their vein, but this stars one of the Skarsgård brothers or family, Bill Skarsgård, as well as uh, Mika Monroe, uh, Jeffrey Donovan, Kira Sedgwick, and rounding out the cast is uh, Blake Blake Baumgartner, who hasn't been as much. Uh, You would probably recognize Jennifer Donovan and Kira Sedgwick from Burn Notice. I think that's probably the casting choice that they're most known from. Well, Kier Sedgwick probably most notably actually The Closer, which she did from 2005 to 2012. Well, and she was most recently in The Summer I Turned Pretty as yes. well, if, for those of you who watched that series. Uh, and then Bill Skarsgård, I mean, has been in so many things. I think he's probably... In, he's It. It. He's also Barbarian, was in that. Most recently. Uh, and John Wick Chapter 4 made an appearance in that, if you remember. That is right. Yeah. yeah. So he's been in all of those things. Well, Jade... I'm excited to talk about this film, but let's start off with the negative. Let's start off with (laughs) what was trash about this film. So I'm just going to go right ahead and just say a whole ass character was trash. Um, And that is the unnamed little girl, but named in IMDb as Sweetie Uh, Pie. Sweetie Pie. Actually, they do say her name. Sweet, they say Sweetie Pie throughout the film, but then you just assume that's a nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They say Sweetie Pie. Um, So the reason why I say this little girl's trash is because... There's just so much surrounding her that makes no sense to me. The first and foremost is once Bill and Maka's character, Julie and Mickey, find her in the basement, they immediately go to release her. And instead of leaving with them, she bites his hand and then basically kind of like... Fucks up everyone's escape. Yeah. Like they were literally, they were in a position to take her and leave and they would have been done. The whole thing would have been ended, but she is reluctant to go with them. Can I tell you, Jade, that I at first thought the little girl was going to be the whole creep factor of this movie. part of it. Because when I was like, oh my God, does this little girl eat people? Like at first I thought she was the danger. I thought people were going to come home and be like, don't let that little girl go. Like, like she'll fucking out. eat your soul. She'll fucking <laughs> like stab you to death. She'll do something. Yes. And then when she bit them, I was like, holy fuck, maybe the little girl is the problem. Yeah. Maybe she is the issue. Yeah. But then for some reason, and you're probably 
going to go here. Mm -hmm. She has this change of heart somewhere through the movie. And it's like, oh, yeah, I will escape with you. And I'm like, yes, you literally fucked up everyone's lives. And then you and look, I understand you're a child, but still, I don't understand what your fucking motivation is. And not only that, but she doesn't speak the entire film. No, we don't exactly know. And we get one line out of her at the end. Like one line. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't exactly know maybe when she was kidnapped. So maybe she never learned that much. We don't even know. Like, you could even argue that it's their daughter. We don't know. Well, no, they do kind of say the couple, uh, George and Gloria, because she could never have a child, which is where all this stems from. And it seems like they took her at some point as their version of a child, like kidnapped her. Mm. But then he said that Gloria basically lost interest and said to get rid of her. So he said, instead of killing her, I trapped her in the basement as like a means of some sort of, you know, kindness. So you could mm. even argue that she was kidnapped as a baby, and when she got older, Kira Sedgwick's character was no longer interested. She was interested in a baby, but maybe not a child. child. Um, but, yeah, so she never speaks, so we don't know if maybe she just never learned really to speak, but I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just interesting, and it's, it's also a little frustrating, too, because in the end, you know, she's rescued by Julie... But instead of Julie being like, let's go find your parents. Let's return you to the cops. She's like, come, with, her. Yeah. come with me to Florida. And we're going to live on the beach and sell shells. What? Yeah. What? Wild. I don't... I, I. That is truly one of the things. Like, look, I could understand finding a child and being concerned for their safety. But, like, at the same time, like, one, the immediate, the immediate bond and, like, need to rescue this child. And two, the... Yeah, the possession of her. Like, it doesn't make any yes. sense to me. Like, that was listen, weird. I might be a bad person, Jade, but at one point in the movie, I think it's the, what's the guy's name again? There's Jules and... Is it Mickey? The, there's George. Yeah, Mickey yeah. was the other one, which is Bill Skarsgård character. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, we just need to get out of here. Like, we let's get out of here and we can figure this out later. And I was like, dude, you're the only one talking sense here. <laughs> like, you, if I break into some fucking person's house and I find a child chained up in the fucking ba- like basement, mm-hmm. fuck everything. Fuck everything I know. You know, and so here's the thing too, is it's like, you may think, oh, well, no, I would have to help her. But when you think about it, it and it plays out in this film. You are in danger. It's, yeah, it's, you're actually It's not, a fucking Simpsons you're meme. You're not. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, like you're actually not helping because if you die- trying to save her, then... You have not helped. That has not helped her. You have failed. Exactly. Versus if you have a chance to leave and then go bring help back, you're in a better position, which he almost does. And I will say that was such a frustrating scene when he talked his way out of getting out of the house. He has the money Mm. and the drugs. He's literally about to be let through the front door, but Julie doesn't understand that. She only overhears it, so she assumes he's about to be killed. Why is she still in the house? She should have left three times. And that's what makes me so upset is this was literally the only reason she's even still there. Like, she had the opportunity to leave first. He basically was like, go, buy, like, go save yourself. And save us. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then bring someone back and then he got the opportunity to be loose so he was about to leave and then she kind of fucks it all up. Um, unknowingly a little bit but yeah i just i remember like watching that and i was like oh my god like you guys are so close to getting the fuck out of that house but yeah i, I agree to me the one of the main trashes was the little girl i was frustrated by her storyline yes. frustrated by her motivation i kind of got it for a 
device to move the story in a different direction, right. but it was a little frustrating to watch because it didn't make sense and there were so many outs. Yes, agreed, yes. agreed. But I will say, Jay, transitioning into what was treasure, I, I just loved how in little moments and little scenes, we were able to fully grasp the relationship that both Mickey and Jules had mm-hmm. and also the creepy couple who was... Um, I'm trying to think of it's George and Gloria. Yes. And to me, they're almost similar relationships in a way. Yeah, like they're, they're kind both of a little bit. deeply committed to one another. Mm-hmm. They're willing to do whatever it takes to keep the other person happy mm-hmm. and safe in their own environment. Oh, yes. So right? I notated this, especially because the way that it ends. When the film ends, you realize only the men have died. Yes. All the women have lived. To the point that even the person they are picked up in by the truck is a woman driving. It's an elderly oh, woman. Yes. Yeah. So there's almost this thing of like the men almost give literally everything for like these women that they love. Like Mickey at so many points and chances was like wanting to leave, was trying to leave, but was like you know what, if you want to rescue this little girl, like, I'll do it. I'll and do it for she, you. Yeah, yeah, to the point that he obviously ends up dying and he, like, sacrifices himself, essentially. And same with George. George was like, I'm trying to make Gloria happy by any means necessarily necessary, even if it means kidnapping people or killing people, to the point that he also gets himself killed in the end, trying to stop them from leaving because he just wants to make his wife happy. Like, and... Yeah, I, th- I thought that was an interesting kind of, you're right, like parallel. Parallel. Because you, you start to realize, and it's so smart and it's so simple mm-hmm. that you realize that both of these couples, although their aims are completely different and they're mm-hmm. wildly in different areas of their <laughs> life and doing different things, are both very similar in terms of how committed they are to each yes. other and what each one of them is willing to do yeah. to ensure the happiness and safety of the other person. Yeah. And you know what else I love too is, in fact, the simplicity of the plot itself, it didn't need a million twists and turns. It didn't need some convoluted backstory. Like the the simple backstory of the fact that Gloria could not have children. She became obsessed with this idea of having a child to the point. And she's had a psychotic break. Like you yeah, can clearly. you come to find yeah. out here she, she is. She treats this yeah. baby doll as her actual baby to the point that obviously they kidnapped a child to try to fill this void only for her to realize it's not filling the void. And now they're in the situation where they are keeping this child in the basement. And it's it's so simple in the fact that, like, I don't need her to have been, like, emotionally tortured. I don't need to know what her family life was like. I don't need any of that. It's just a, a simple cut and dry. She had a psychotic break. She has not gotten mental help. Her husband enables her. And now this is the situation we're in. And, like, I was totally fine with that. I was like, great. Got it. And, and I feel like this movie equally surprises you and lets you have a decent ending at the same time like Mm -hmm. because you're i feel like always in a movie like this you're rooting for the underdogs you're rooting for the victims to get away you're like i hope that and i and you kind of feel like they are like at a certain point you're like oh they are gonna get away no maybe they're not yes they are gonna get away and then you the movie kind of splits the difference for you it kind of is like yeah they get away but there's a sacrifice. And, oh, if you were yep. leaning towards the other side, yeah, that part gets fucked up, too. So, like, yes. no one gets quite a happy ending. No one gets a terrible ending. But yeah. it just, it leaves you with a lot to think about and consider at the end. You're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like, yeah. this wasn't 
the best case scenario. Yeah. This wasn't. I thought one of the treasures for me, what I loved was kind of the cold open, the oh. open of the movie where they rob the store and yes. they're figuring out how to rob the store yeah. as it's happening. <laughs> and then they, they're like, I can't open the register. Oh, wait, I think you need to buy something. And they literally buy something, but they don't just buy something. They have to get a specific candy bar. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? So good. Yeah, because it's one of those things where, again, this is such a simple storytelling device to show us who these characters are. They're not professional thieves. No. This is not, like, they're not, like, gangsters. They don't go running around doing this. This is obviously, like, a desperation, like, a, a kind of a desperate act. And they're a little bit reckless, you know, a little bit impulsive, but not necessarily these bad people, right? Like, they're a little bit clueless, a little bit hapless. And also, in that same vein, I thought it was absolutely funny that they were like, next up, Florida. Like, their ultimate end-all, be-all was to be in Florida. And I was like, oh. And also, that was their safe place. And that just, that just... Made me sad. Made me laugh. It made me laugh. They're like, just think about Florida and the salty beach. And I was like, stop. Same. Stop. Same. I was like, oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Fucking gross. Um, But, yeah, and I think one of my last treasures for me is just I love the stylization Mm. of the set and the costume, especially for George and Gloria. It was very much almost like they were stuck in maybe like the 1960s. It was hard to place It was like, it felt like somewhere like 50s, 60s. Like even the way they talked was like. It it was interesting though, because it was like, it was kind of hard to place an era, right? Like the gas station felt very, very modern. Yes. But then the car they were driving was pretty old, but you're like, well, maybe that's just because they have an old car. And then you get to George and Gloria's home and it is very 60s, very like early 60s, like yeah, maybe like late 50s, very stylized, especially with the way that they both dress, speak, carry themselves but then at one point mickey says why do you have this old ass tv and it's a tv that fits that era but i think they i think they are in i think they are in the modern age i think i think it I is i think yeah. the house though and and gloria and george are mm-hmm. stuck yes in the time period where they lost their baby it's i think same. that's where they are yes well and then that's what i'm saying like i just i love that that choice and i think it it made the set and the costuming work so well for this and feel even more creepy in a way, you know, where no, it's I, like, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, for best performances here, who had the best performance? I think it could be argued because there's really, you have four characters mm-hmm. and actors who all gave amazing performances. There's really only aside from them. I think when you count side characters, there's only what, maybe eight actors in the entire movie. Like total. Yeah. Yeah. But each one of them, made this movie worth watching in their own way. Yes. But I think one of the standouts for me was Kira Sedgwick. Like, she as Gloria Mm -hmm. was so believable and creepy and sometimes had such moments of clarity that you're like, oh, maybe she is lucid, but then had these just insane psychotic breaks where you're like... This is not a mentally ill. This is not a mentally healthy person. Like she is so out there. Yeah. But then would come back. Like like she played this role amazingly. Mm -hmm. I. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. That's also in my mind who I had as best performance. I feel like she just knocked it out of the park. Like it was this weird thing of like everything she did was just so believable. Like she just felt so honest and like. This is who I am. Like when she dressed up and was doing that weird like striptease. Oh my god! For Mickey and she was having like, him call her mommy. mommy? Disgusting. 
But like, it was just so believable. You're like, she 100% believes who she is in this moment. Like her character does. From, and then from there to the next. And like, literally it was like that moment. And then she wakes up and she's back to like 1950s housewife. And she's perfect. And she's sweet. And it's like, yeah, like her. She's been more horror movies. God. Like 100%. She, she was great at it. Yeah, she like, but it was creepy as fuck to me. And I'll- especially in the end when... George dies, and she basically is treating him as if nothing wrong has happened, even though he's, like, bleeding There's out in the driveway. There's a hole in his head. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, my God. Also, just special shout-out to uh, Make- Makeup and Row. Like, oh, she, absolutely. I don't know why she's not in more things. She just needs to be in more I'm things. I'm telling you, I... Highly recommend, guys, if you like villains, uh, you should also go watch her other film, Watcher, which is also on Hulu right now. Brilliant. She's incredible. Incredible performance. And I talk about this a lot. If you haven't seen one of my favorite horror movies, It Follows. Ugh. Go see that as well. Absolutely. Well, I had a couple of quotes written down, Jade. One, one of the earlier ones was right in the beginning of the movie, and I, and I think I'm kind of paraphrasing this because it's a long, longer conversation, but mm-hmm. it's when they're robbing the gas station, and <laughs> they're kind of running around. They have, like, baseball bats, and they're trying to get the register open, <laughs> and they end up knocking the gas attendant down mm-hmm. who's there at the register, and they go, <laughs> I think it's... Jules goes, what happened? And he goes, he just fell over. And he goes, well, what do we do? And he's like, we're moving on, babe. We're moving on. <laughs> like, he's just like, 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 what do you mean? They're like narrating the entire robbery as it's going on. And they're like, what, what's happening? Oh, he fell down. Well, what do we do? I, not, we're just moving on. Moving on to the next step, babe. We're moving on. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Like, oh, this was like shortly after they broke into the house and they found the little girl and they're trying to basically figure out what to do next and so and jules is like she's trying to state her case and i love it because it's just it's the best foreshadowing to the whole film whole film and mickey's like let's save her nothing wrong with good karma and it's just like it's just funny because when you learn in the end obviously did not go well in their favor yeah uh i like the part right before that where (laughs) they open up the doorway to the basement and you know, Mickey goes, see, look, nothing to be afraid of. Well, why don't you go on down? Why don't we go on down then? She goes, uh, wh- why don't you go down <laughs> then, like, by yourself? And he goes, I'm not going to leave you alone in the scary upstairs. <laughs> and I was like, That's 100% you Me. quote. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, come on, look, yeah. it's not so scary. And then my wife would be like, why don't you go down then? I'd be like, well, I don't want to leave you alone uh, upstairs, upstairs by yourself. It's scary up here. Like a hundred percent. That would be you and Danielle. That made me laugh out loud by myself. Absolutely. Like that was amazing. Um, I did love this one by George, um, who this is like, he's, he's about you. Know, he's been threatening to murder Mickey. He has a gun on him. And he's like, son, I'd blow your brains out if I thought you had any. And I was like, damn, what a sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> After you shot. Dude, if someone said that to me with a gun on me, like, uh, rude? I'd be like, sir. But also. Sir. That was good. That was a good one. I, If this was a different, I, I would be the smart ass to say, if this was a different situation, I would laugh. Like, Same. I'd be like. Same. I would find this funny. I'd be like. Uh, if, this, if this wasn't me. It's kind of good. I'd, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you were like, weren't holding me at gunpoint, <laughs> it'd be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any more before we give our review? Ah, uh, no, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's I had. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different quotable moments, but like, it's, it's well written. Context. It's well well yeah. written the, yeah. the whole way through. I will say it's equally it's equally creepy with enough funny quips to keep you entertained throughout the entire movie. Absolutely. Well, Jade, I'll let you go first. What 
Where do you rate this film? This is a gem for me. Um, you know, I think it fits perfectly within, like, this is something that's, it's a diamond in the rough a little bit, you know, it's people I don't think have really heard of it or maybe know that it's out there, but it's one of those horror films that I think is just a fun, easy, good watch. And it's really well done, really well written and well acted. And I think just something that's like enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 100% in agreement. This yeah. wasn't a treasure for me yeah. just because of a few things. But I mean, this is a gem to the point where like, if it was on or someone wanted to watch this with me again, mm-hmm. I would absolutely watch it. Like, yes. it's great. This is easily better than, I don't even know, I have to look back at the last three films that we did, but probably at least the last two films that we've reviewed. Yes, Josh, because the last two films we watched, I think we both rated them trash. So Oh, Dumpster Fire was the last one. Oh, that's one. right. You, did, I you, you hate gave it Dumpster movie. Fire. Yeah. yeah. So the, the fact that we're watching this and this is a gym, I mean, like, that's... What's funny, too, is I don't know why I haven't watched this movie yet, Jade. This was a movie that was on my list for so long, and I think it just got backlogged in, mm-hmm. like, all of the other things. And I'm like, I would always see it. And I'm like, I yep. need to watch that. I need to watch that. And now I don't know why I didn't. If you're in the same boat, if you haven't watched Villains... Go watch it. It's yeah. it's on two different platforms. It's free <laughs> with either Hulu or Amazon Prime. And that was our review of Villains. It's streaming. You know where it is. I feel like I might be able to read people just like that. I'm going to try right now. Um, your clothes look expensive. And this is a pretty house. But you know what I think the most telling thing about you is? Come on, baby. There's nothing down here. It's, it's the little girl you got chained up in the basement. And once again, our movie this week was Villains. It's streaming on either Amazon Prime or Hulu, depending on if you want to watch it with ads or not. Or maybe you have to watch both with ads because <laughs> you don't want to pay for the no ads on Hulu, like yeah. some people. But, you know, like, like me. Like the poor. Like the poor. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jade, we were thinking about rounding out the month with mm. a, another movie that yes. is in the horror genre. We went back and forth and we really wanted to watch something new. We're ready. Yeah. We're ready. We, we had a nice palate cleanser with villains. Yeah. Feels nice. That's good. Something that was good. Mm-hmm. We're ready to take the risk again already after one week. <sighs> I know. This new movie is streaming on Hulu. It's caught my attention. Yeah. It's called No One Will Save You. Jade, what's it about? It's about a... It's a psychological thriller, sci-fi psychological thriller, about a young woman who's been alienated from her community and finds herself in an action-packed face-off with a host of extraterrestrial beings who threaten her future while forcing her to deal with her past. I mean, aliens, horror, I get it. Maybe it's signs, but scary. I don't know. I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, uh, what, Caitlin Dever. Dever? Dever. I say Deaver. Is it Deaver? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, mean, I feel like she's been in kind of everything. Like, she is. Yeah. She's one of those people that like, she's kind of underrated. Like, you know, she just gives such a great performance, but maybe you don't quite recognize her right away. But for those you may recognize her from is Dope Sick. Um, oh, yeah. Which was a Hulu original series starring Michael Keaton. Also, the television series Unbelievable on Netflix starring Tony Collette. Um, and of course, if you are on the more funny side, she was in the movie Booksmart. That's where I think I know her from, is Booksmart. Like, that's where yes, I think of her from. With, I am so sorry to give her this accolade, Jonah Hill's sister, because I can't, Beanie, Beanie Feldstein. Bill, Beanie, I didn't, that's Jonah Hill's sister? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh. Wait, does Hill, does Jonah Hill have a Jewish last name? 
Jonah Hill's very, very. Good. I know he's Jewish, but I like. Does it, did he change his name for yes, Hollywood? He did. did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. It happens actually quite a lot. I mean, know. I know people change their name. Like you have. No, I know, but like a, in the Jewish community in Hollywood, a lot of times that happens. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Is this still a thing? Like in this day and age, like I just assume that like 50 percent of people, and no, no dis, no disrespect, but like you kind of look at people and you're like, yeah, you're probably Jewish. Like that's you know. Yeah. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Some can like, hide it better than, like, Paul Rudd. We're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, weird, right? Yeah. I Interesting. Hmm. hmm. Well, now we know. The more you know. Well, Nepo. Anyway. Jade, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have a time for a lot of watches this week. Been traveling a lot, but, yeah. you know, been catching up on a few things here and there. Um, Anything that you're, maybe instead of watches, anything you're excited to continue to watch or something that's coming up this week that you're looking forward to? Yeah. You know, uh, kind of speaking on this subject, I think you kind of ebb and flow with shows, right? Like some you're like, Mm. I cannot wait to watch the next episode or I cannot wait to binge it. Some you're kind of like, "Uh, all right, I guess I'll throw it on. For me right now, the two that I'm like, I cannot wait to watch those next episodes is Lessons in Chemistry and Gen V. Like right Jade, now, yeah. I'm addicted to Gen V Isn't now. It like just it's, the best? I yeah. Jade. I stayed up to three in the morning. Oh, fucking binging because mm-hmm. I started. I watched two episodes and I had to do some other shit, and then I just stayed up the next night and watched the rest of the yeah. series. It's it's listen. been so good for spinoff. I was so skeptical when I first saw it. I was like, ugh. To give a comparison, and I don't give this lightly. This is. If The Boys was Breaking Bad, this is Better Call Saul. Like, that's how good it is. 100%. Because each one of those shows, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad can stand on their Uh, own. And this for sure can stand. I'm actually interested to know what the next season of The Boys is going to look like. Because I'm not sure it's going to be as good. I had the exact same feeling because I feel like they're building up something so cool and so interesting with Gen V that I am so curious how they're going to incorporate that into the next season of The Boys, if they even do a next season of The Boys. You know what I mean? And They have to, they have to do at least one more. Oh, they have to do at right. least one more because it's a cliffhanger. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see where that goes. And, but yeah, right now, Gen V is captivating me. I think that Amazon is positioning this as one of their, like, stranger things. Like, this is... Absolutely. The boys. Like, you, you they know, don't have a lot of titles to their name. No. And this is one of the ones people recognize. Like, you know how popular this is, Jade? So Ugh. I play a couple of video games that I enjoy just relaxing on. Call of Duty yeah. is one of those because it has great multiplayer. Um, so one of the popular skins in Call of Duty are the characters from the boys. So you can oh, actually play. Yes. You can play as Homelander. I've seen videos you can play these. as Starlight. You can play as, uh, what's the, what's that, Black Noir. So, like, to see that crossover into that video game just shows me how massive this show has become. I heard you can also play as Nicki Minaj. You can. And Snoop Dogg. Which is one of my favorite things in the entire world. Yes. I just love. It's wild. Um, but yeah, no. It, yeah, Gen V is like something that I'm just, I'm like as soon as I see that the episode is dropped, it's like the first thing I'm doing when I'm getting home. Yeah. Like not even, I'm like, I gotta order a Breeds. I can't be cooking. I have to like watch this. And yeah. then Lessons in Chemistry, which again, it's just really captivating me. And it's an Apple TV Plus original series starring Brie Larson. Again, based on the best-selling novel. And right now, the storytelling is so beautiful. And the way they kind of weave it within each episode is done so incredibly well. Like, I am literally, as soon as an episode ends, I'm like, wait, what? 
that was it? I'm like, oh my God, like, I need the next episode. Like, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about now? Like you just left me with something and now I have to like, and very rarely do shows do that for me nowadays, especially in the era of binging. Yeah. No, I I have to agree. Like I'm trying to think of anything that tops that. I mean, there are several shows I'm actively watching. I think the only thing that comes Mm. close to that is probably fall of the house of usher right now. That's on Netflix. If you haven't finished that also has been keeping me very entertained, although it doesn't have the same alert. Like, I'm like, I'll watch yeah. two episodes. It's good. Yeah. And then I'll, like, leave it, watch two more episodes kind of a thing. And it's yeah. good, but it's not that It's is... not Gen V level. Yeah. You can go in and out of that one a little bit. And you know what? I'll throw upload in there as yeah. well. I, I just started. I, like, got through the first episode. It's... Yeah. They're 30-minute episodes. It's more... Easy enough. Yeah. It's something to, like... It's enjoyable to watch. It doesn't feel like it's dragging. And you have a good time. Yeah. 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 Well, Jade, uh, for those who want to find out more about us between now and next week when we review our movie next week, what uh, where can they find us? You guys can follow us on all of our socials. We are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Our Taste is Trash. And you can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. We come back next week when we review our movie, which is No One Will Save You. It's streaming now on Hulu. To get ourselves a treat.